Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is the self-proclaimed king of FIFA, Kit Lushev. Thank you. It's been proven, so it's not really up for debate. No more convo on it. No, Nick's when, not here, but uh, he got flogged. So. When, when can someone else challenge for the title? No one will ever beat me. Uh, we, we actually used to have a FIFA tournament, me and my mates, called the Bundesqueezer, and uh, I think I won <laughs> seven out of nine times. So can't be beaten. Although I did lose a game to Steel Side Bottom once, so that is that so? Really yeah, I think the video is probably online during COVID lockdown. It's called the <clears throat> the Lockdown League. So yeah, go check it out wherever you tube your YouTube. Was it on YouTube or what is it, Twitch or something like that? It was on Twitch and YouTube. Um, yeah, Google my name. It'll probably pop up. Who knew? Won't, I won't spoil the result. <laughs> okay, no spoilers. Uh, if you would like to keep up with the visual references in today's show, you can by following the links in our podcast app's episode description. Otherwise, follow our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast for highlights from the show. You can also get in touch with us via our Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, is it a best of five? Is that what it is? So if I, if I need to challenge you, it's a best of five FIFA matches? Uh, do you want to lose five times? Yeah, I don't know, it's up to you. Yeah. Give, give me more chance to catch up from, <laughs> from yep. one down. If, if you score once, you win. That's oh, how confident I am. I'm not very good. I think the last time I played FIFA, I... Um, I couldn't even work out how to, because it's two different buttons between kicking the ball to a your, your same team member and actually taking a shot at goal. And it took me, I don't know, <laughs> at least two hours with a group of mates to work out that I actually needed to press a completely different button. That's how yeah. far I've strayed from gaming <laughs> since my youth. Yeah, he, hearing you talk about this, I'm growing increasingly <laughs> confident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to quickly jump through a bit of news. Not a lot today. Uh, the This is via uh, Brumbies Rugby. Brumbies to add ACT back into their name. I think the, the Brumbies, uh, I don't have, I've lost the article, mate. Uh, I think the last 10 years or so they've been without the ACT name, but they're going back to their roots and want to align back with that community and have added ACT. Yeah, from what I can see, it was... 2005, they dropped the ACT. There you go, 15, 16, 17 years ago. <clears throat> yeah, so full disclaimer, I had no idea that they weren't even still called the ACT Brumbies. That's how yeah. either disconnected I am from rugby or how far rugby strayed from uh, any type of mainstream interest. And I say that having uh, actually worked on the Brumbies designs for a couple of years at Classic before I left, so... Uh, that shows how good I am at general life. Yeah, I must admit I was the same. I Maybe it's just instilled in there that it's always been ACT Brumby, so whoever made the call originally to drop it, maybe they had a point. So all the all this shit that we hang on the Redcliffe Dolphins or the, the Dolphins and um, the Brumbies have been doing it all. all exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And these ones right up your alley, I know. Bulldogs NFT jersey. Did you see this in the last fortnight? I saw it. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. Um, I think it's stupid. So, I mean, the design itself isn't 
wouldn't you know wouldn't be horrible for like a nines or a training jersey or something like that. Um, all the other nonsense around it's fairly comical. It's yeah. based on a video game or something. Yeah, um, it's. <laughs> Banks down an Ilivium. Ilivium, I'm guessing that's a t- <laughs> just shows how out of touch we are in this space. Ilivium uh, today launched a custom Bulldogs Ilivium jersey for the September 2nd round 25 game against Manly. Jeez, Manly, they're, uh, they're popping up wherever there's jersey, unique jersey talk at the moment, aren't they? Innovative AAA yes. collectible NFT RPG game Ilivium. Never even heard of them. I don't think many people have, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. There you go, Bulldogs. Just sticking with their own trend of not even, um, not even partnering with the, the the high end, end of town as far as online gaming goes. Isn't it like Fortnite and uh, what's the other one? Rocket League. Aren't they the ones you're supposed to be at? Yeah, I think uh, I play both of those games but <laughs> yeah. i don't really know what the cool kids play um the irony in this is and i know it's a little bit of a stretch but in march of uh, this year the bulldogs came out joined forces with reclaim the game to say no to sports betting advertising and uh now they're dipping their toes into nfts and crypto and that sort of hoo-ha so uh yeah. yeah interesting not not to mention that their leagues clubs riddled with pokies so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a tough one, isn't it? When you stand for something, but your actions don't necessarily follow the footsteps. All about that sweet, sweet cash. And sticking with that theme, AFL Mint. We talked about it. Mm. AFL Mint went live today. And well, today at the time of recording, I think, uh, or yesterday even, and has already sold out. Did we get one? No. Nope, the field of design bank account was too slow. We missed out. You're really trying to piss me off this episode, aren't you? <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Uh, Ripper Skipper sold out. It's a lucky dip, Ripper Skipper. Any Captain Combo is possible in any pack. Maybe next time. That Genesis yeah. ball is pretty good, though, if you've clicked on that link. I mean, look at it. You know, you can still go to the news agency and just buy regular footy cards. Um, can you? That's still a thing. So that's what I'd encourage all young listeners to be doing rather than this NFT bullshit. Is it not just the same though? Is it not just the same kit? I don't know if you ever collected Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards or footy cards, but I'd like to think that having a physical a physical card in your hand that you can take to school and trade with your mates is a little bit more fulfilling than this digital nonsense. Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely. Connected, uh, connected, collected cards, Pokemon cards when I was younger. I actually don't even know where I put them. I, I used to have, you know, the whole folder and everything. I, I reckon I'd be on a fair bit of money now if I knew where that still was, but it just disappeared one day. <laughs> I was um, at uh, I was at JB Hi-Fi the other day mm-hmm. and um, and they were selling them over the counter and I had a few extra bucks and, and bought a couple of packs. <laughs> Oh, did so, you? <laughs> yeah, I did. You're a bit of a collector, though. You do you do like to collect things, don't you? You were mentioning coins a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, big on the coins at the moment. Coins and figurines. Those pop, and pop figurines. You got a few of those. I mean, let me just read this out to you on the um, the Ripper Skipper 
AFL Mint website. Um, after buying a pack, visit your trophy cabinet to open your p- pack and reveal your moments. Things you should know. Uh, verify your ID. Check out with MoonPay. If you don't have sufficient funds already added in your block toe wallet, you can purchase with your credit or debit card as part of checkout with MoonPay. What does that even mean? <laughs> Do we know um, what any of that means? No. No. Okay. I don't wasn't even sure you were speaking English for a second there. <laughs> anyway, all right. I think I've tried enough to um to actually rail you up and not getting any further. So let's move on, hey. Today's topic, AFL logos that we think need to change. So updates, completely overhauls. Let's have at it. Now we did a bit of debating off air who would go first. Because you've been uh, fighting already, which is a good sign. So do we have a civil form of deciding who goes first? You have a great habit of jumping in and throwing all yours out before we get a chance. So I've got a 50 cent coin here. What do you want to go, heads or tails? Tails never fails. And I'm just meant to believe that that's landed on. (laughs) It's tails, mate. Okay, thank you, thank you. You can go first. All right. So let me just uh, bury the lead and throw out there that Mason's probably going to add the AFL logo just to to be a little bit different. So I actually didn't. I didn't have it. I did think about it earlier, but then I didn't write it down. So good job. Uh, I've got a few listed, but we're going to do three each. Hopefully I pinch ones that you've done, but... Number one on my list, and I've felt strongly about this for a number number of years now, and it's a club that's uh, currently in the news and, and copying a fair bit of flack, but the Essendon Bombers logo needs to desperately change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've spoken about this probably previously, but this is the one that I feel strongest about. Um, and I'm sort of a big proponent of... Um, changing your logo, coinciding that with it, you know, turning over a new leaf, whether, you know, it means a um, a bit of a revamp in the club, whether you're, you're moving ground or, or, or something. Now, Essendon with North. North Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I always thought the West Coast, post all that drug saga and their culture overhaul, should have um, changed their logo. And it's just like starting fresh, turning over a new leaf. Uh, Essendon post the the drug saga. I thought that the logo, which they've had since 1997, um, and I think it looks outdated. That probably would have been a perfect time to to do a new logo. Um, hmm. Looks like they're going through a, another sort of overhaul at the moment. So um, I think it's the perfect time to to do something with their logo. What do you uh, do? You have any suggestions as to what you reckon they should do? Um, it's a good question. I mean, they've got their anniversary logo, which is sort of like they've gotten a bowl and just tipped all things Essendon in it, stirred it up and then spat it out. So, um, probably a little bit excessive. Um, they do have some nice monograms in their arsenal, but I'm not sure that's the right thing. You probably, probably need to stick with the, the aircraft, um, yeah, my biggest issue with the current one is I think the text is fairly outdated. Um, 
and yeah, lots of silvers and greys, which isn't really in their colour scheme. So I don't think a heap heap needs to be done, but there's certainly opportunity to possibly simplify and, and bring it into you know 2023. Um, Black and red is a leg- legible, leg- has legibility issues in itself, doesn't it? Yeah, when, especially when you're getting down to smaller scale images. Yeah. I mean, I guess they probably want to avoid having white as a highlight colour to uh, differentiate them from St Kilda. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I just think a marketing agency would would be able to spit out something cool that's, you know, still Essendon, still features an aircraft and, you know, looks a little bit more modern than what the current one does. I mean, what are we, it's 2022 now, so the current logo's, you know, 25 years old, so... Um, Maybe they can just go and steal the Brisbane Bombers logo that popped up a good 10 years ago. Don't get me started on that. Oh, you didn't like that one either? Oh, I just thought that, I just thought the whole concept of bringing a team in, calling them the Brisbane Bombers was ridiculous. Um, given how paranoid uh, Australian sports clubs are of, you know, not owning their own stuff and their own branding and this and that, I just thought it was a little bit silly. So, um yeah, twenty. I mean, twenty-five years old. But I think they've won one premiership since then. Had the whole drug saga, sacked a heap of coaches, haven't won a final in X amount of years. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd nominate them. Have you seen the Brisbane Bombers eSport logo? I'm just trying to pull that up now. Uh, not Brisbane Bombers, sorry, <laughs> Essendon Bombers eSport logo. Yeah, I do remember I think, seeing that one. I think that was kind yeah, of cool. Does have that eSport look. I've just pulled it up now. Maybe my memory has failed me a little bit there. It takes the same premise, but I don't mind that. Um, what do they call it? Not chevrons, but the um, kind of like the wings. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that, that, I don't hate that for, for, for what it is, but I think that shows that there's ways to bring it in line with, um, you know, current current style and trends. Modernise it. You know what? That, that Essendon eSports one gives me real Bacardi vibes. I don't know whether you picked that up. No. Kind of got a hit, hidden Batman symbol in there if you hide the, the wings of the plane. Maybe that's just me. But, um, take your hey? own advisement. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That was on my list. Well done. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they. You know, I think they could get away with not fully overhauling it. I think if they wanted to keep the plane because it's, you know, the bomber plane because it's that important, they just need to change the text around from red on a black background to white on a black background or white on a red background just for the text. But yeah, I I can definitely see there's space there for for something completely different as well. Be good if they could just incorporate the sash as a logo somehow. Um, you know, just I think um even just a red sash as itself as a logo could be, you know, probably a bit too simple, but I definitely think there's something in there that they could work with. It is such an iconic part of their club. Agreed, yeah. Shield, shield with a red sash, even who knows? Yeah, I think it's probably the shape of it that upsets me almost more than the text, the font. 
the shape of the font. Yeah, just okay. the shape. It just the shape of the logo in general. It's top heavy. Yeah. Definitely yeah. top heavy. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, um, and it's you know less of an issue with the AFL, but you talk about logos that take up their square centimeter um, area. This wouldn't be a great one because you've obviously got lots of space either side of the, uh, you know, the bottom of the plane, which isn't being mm-hmm. used. I will jump in now, and I'll nominate the Adelaide Crows as. Yeah. I've got that written down here. Mason will choose Adelaide. Yeah. We may have talked about it before, but I think the we've seen examples of where a, a crow can be so intimidating in a, in a simple stylized form. And I think the crow that's used in the Adelaide Crows logo is not intimidating at all. Definitely taking vibes from, uh, I think, Baltimore Ravens. Um, but even the Baltimore Ravens logo seems to lock itself up and finish a lot cleaner and neater than what the Adelaide Crows logo does. I find myself looking at, I suppose, the neckline or the, the feathers that, that flare out and, and wonder, is there supposed to be some hidden symbolism in there? Um, is there supposed to be an A or is it you know supposed to be the shape of something there in that negative space? But I, have, I haven't found anything. I don't think that there's anything out there. The Adelaide font, the Crows font, heavily overpowering, um, you know, competing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Those, again, those kind of swishes or flicks. The text itself is, is, um, doesn't line up well or lock up well with the logo itself and, and nearly even becomes a little bit, um, not hidden, but, you know, fighting each other, I guess, as to what's supposed to be the hero piece of the logo. Those. those gold highlights on the the red font are a, a real vibe, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Very yeah. jarring. So, yeah, I surely think um, there are plenty of ways that Adelaide could do better. I even think, um, what was it? Was it their Indigenous Guernsey this year or last year that had a stylized crow on it? Adelaide Crows Indigenous. So just for everyone at home, this... Logo was brought in in 2010, so that will make it, what's that, 12 years old. Um, and once again, another club that's been through a bit of controversy that they could probably, um, you know, probably handle <laughs> turning over a new leaf and, and starting fresh. I do feel like it's felt longer, that logo. That logo feels like it was outdated from the moment that it came in. If If 2010 is... Um, the date that you've got there. I, so, I much prefer the old logo, which that wasn't perfect, but I think it was at least cool, cool if nothing else. That's the one that's kind of got the three stripes that form the wings. Yeah, I think there's probably six, six or seven stripes in total. But yeah, it's the, the flying right. sort of crow. Yep. 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 I, I think they could have just evolved that rather than what what they have now. Yep. So, yeah, that's my suggestion. Yep, I agree with you there, mate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, any of these things, you, you type in Adelaide Crows logo concepts and you typically find at least one or two or sometimes more more concepts when, with someone proving what they currently have. So, uh, all right, my next one, 
is, and this I might have even mentioned this previously, but um, and probably not the most popular opinion, but I would love to see St Kilda update their logo. Don't have to do a lot, um, like I may have said previously, but I just think that those uh, pencil thin lines that feature heavily on their current shield, current crest, uh, make it so outdated. So wouldn't need to be much, but um, yeah, I think you could massively improve the uh, the logo by doing that. Agree yeah, or disagree? N- yeah, it's not one that I thought that you would pick, but I actually do agree. It's funny when I was preparing for the episode tonight, I was looking through all the logos and the realization came how many of them are actually new and updated. That has not had a lot of success in a club that has um, not the, you know, a relatively strong, passionate following, but one that you would say is not a big brother club is actually got a logo that has stood probably the test of time longer than any other club that's there and um, not updated it. I think, you know, when we look at, Collingwood, um, they've had minor tweaks to their logo over time. And even in the last two yeah. or three years, I think their, their logo is now new. Really strong, powerful club, but have modernized it where St. Kilda, again, are stubbornly just not even touching it in a way. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, St. Kilda have always had this crest on their footy jumpers, but um, I think in terms of their official logo, they had that the, the stick man um saints logo if you remember that from was it the 80s or 90s yeah i do remember that now now that you've mentioned that god was that an official logo yeah so there are a couple of versions of that one there was the one holding the the vfl logo from 76 to 1988 i think and then after that they brought in this one of like a saint man marking a footy so they were pretty cringe logos my god yeah yeah um, I actually remember seeing someone who uh, who uh, touched up the St Kilda logo, uh, but for the life of me, I can't find it. But made it look so much better. Um, so yeah, that's that's my second nomination, mate. Yeah, wow, not what I expected, but I think fairly um, observed. Uh, all right, well, I I kind of planned some more there, expecting that you're going to take some of mine, but so far we're going all right. Um, I'm not going to mention the one that I think you think you're going to, that I'm going to mention, and I'm going to skip to the next one, which may surprise you, is actually the Brisbane Lions. Didn't pick it? I think that the the lion face itself is okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty intimidating. I can't stand the lockup between the text and the lion. I think it's, it just seems to be randomly placed somewhere that seems the most efficient rather than finding a better way to design the logo. Um or even just get rid of the text completely on the official logo. Uh, Interestingly, when I look around at all of the team logos, and this is a gripe that I just have in general, there's only one, two, there's only two official logos that don't mention a team name or a moniker on them at all. And that's Carlton and Port Adelaide. And I nearly feel like the lion head itself is a powerful enough image that you don't need Brisbane or lions on the official logo to uh, leave a masking impression. 
a lasting impression, sorry, and um, and move away from that less than ideal font. Yeah, I <clears throat> I guess I agree with you. Um, quite an infamous logo after everything that they they went through when they brought it out and upset everyone. That I think that came in potentially the same year that the Crows logo did. So, uh, what they did with bringing the new 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 Guernseys in at the same time really upset people and. I remember at the time, um, was that when they had Bank of Queensland as the sponsor, I believe? Yeah, BOQ, yep. And there's forever been rumours that the Guernseys that they were meant to actually run out in were much more blue than the ones that they ended up running out in. I think at the last minute it was rumoured that they they dialed it back even a bit um, at the time. So, um, yeah. Then I, they were selling out to Bank of Queensland and using BOQ's blue. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. Whether that was a coincidence or, or what, but yeah, that was the that was what was rumored. Um I mean, you look back at the previous logo that was gradient ridden, that it was clear that that needed an update and I think we've spoken about it that I think they should have just revamped the um the Fitzroy line. Mm-hmm. Would have been the best thing to do. I think they did it was it the Detroit lines that that did that that Nick showed us or yes, there's certainly been examples of, of a, a, an evolution rather than a revolution. So, well, that was, it. sorry, that was what I think the intention was early on, right? Like the, the new Guernseys that they came out with, yes, were quite terrible, but it, it also did incorporate elements of the Fitzroy line in there, wasn't it? It was a modernized version of the Fitzroy line, but with the, the new logo face, the new as, head, which as, was just too yeah. intense. It yeah, was. So it was way too intense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there'll be a lot of people who disagree with this, but I look at all the jagged edges of the current Fitzroy Lions logo and, um, you know, where you've lost detail where it's been photocopied and, and taken from like an old footy budget and this and that. And um, I think it could do with a revamp. A lot of people disagree on that, but... um. In terms of the text, you don't like it. I I think they need Brisbane lines written there at least something. Um, that text I don't love. I think it's Frizz Quadrata is the the text name. Um, the blue line, uh, the blue Brisbane text, gives me the shits a bit as well. So yeah, yeah. So are you saying to keep the the head? I'd actually like the head to be symmetrical myself, but I know that that's just me. There's nothing actually wrong with, I think it's supposed to be turning its head, right? If I remember correctly, when it all came out, it was the Fitzroy lion and the the head kind of, when they launched it, they animated it so that the head was turning Yeah, and, and which is why it's not symmetrical. It, you actually have that main in motion when we're looking at the logo here. So it's, it's, it's turning to face left. I, I don't um, mind too much. I, I do hate the pale um, highlight underneath the, 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 the eye on the left side of the logo. That shits me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's unrealistic of me to say just mirror it and it's going to be a hell of a lot better because I don't I haven't even done that exercise. I haven't looked. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it, it the way that it is. I just, it, it slightly irks me that it's not symmetrical in that way. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm a firm believer also when we go back and say around, you think the Brisbane or the Lions or the text needs to be there. I'm a firm believer 
that you could just get away with your location. If your team is a lion or a crow or a kangaroo or a tiger, I don't think you actually then need the text there with it. I think that the animal itself, it's quite clear as what it is. So, you know, Sydney swans have done it. Sydney, bang, along the top with the red V or Chevron, depending I mean, on that, who you are. that Essendon logo was the same. Yep, yep. R- Richmond too. Yep. And uh, I'm not know, against we were, that. We weren't supposed to jump ahead into our third, thirds and fourths as well. But you know, when I'm starting to scrape at the barrel now as, as far as what my next ones would be, that's what I'm looking at when I'm going to the next ones. But I'll let you suggest your next one. Yeah, so my third and final one is the Hawthorne. Um, I never liked this logo. Um, in fact, I fucking hate it. So it was brought in 2008. Uh, they don't have Hawthorne there. They just have Hawks. So um, yeah. I don't know how that fits in with your criteria. But, but um, yeah, I just don't like the logo. I hate the the sort of cutout feathers that you can see transparent behind it and and this and that. Um, it sort of reminds me of the map of Tasmania. When I look at the shape of the logo, which obviously they don't want to be associating with with everything going on. Um, I actually had a real soft spot for the previous logo, which was the the swooping hawk on the footy. Uh, they had that for 10 years between 97 and 2007. Unfortunately, they had not a lot of success throughout that time. Um, but, yeah, this logo, no, I mean, not a huge pressing need for it to be updated, but it is, uh, what's that going on? 17 years old now is that right 14 15 years old uh i just don't like it it irks me yeah i'm actually yeah i'm actually the same as you mate um every time that i've looked at this logo i think it's someone trying to be clever and it just really hasn't pulled it off i think we've spoken a couple of times now about designer ego and knowing when you have an idea and you're trying to pull it off and it's just not working um this uneven Feathers overlapping under the the shield. For me, I get it. I think we all get it. It's supposed to be symmetrical, but it's a bit of an eyesore. And definitely, as you said, when you're going through and using a transparent base on something else. Um, again, you know, when we're talking about my <laughs> categories, I think why not just have Hawthorne there? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you raised that one. It also reminds me of that awful clash Guernsey they had between two, uh, 2008 and 2011, the white one with the big hawk's head on it, which uh, I didn't love. So there's that. Not to be undone with the Power Rangers Guernsey as well, right? Yeah, that was a special kind of shit, wasn't it? Christ. <laughs> Far out. Everyone loves that one. So I'm scraping at the barrel. I think... You know, we could talk about the Suns again, but I'm not really going to do that this time. Was that the one you're referring to that you... No. I mean, it was on my list of backups in case you you took it. I actually thought you were going to take it, so kudos to you as well. I've got it written here, but I thought that'd be too cheap. (laughs) Yeah, a bit of below below the belt. Mm. Um, Look, some of the other ones I had were uh, Carlton. I think, you know, Carlton, yes, it, it, uh, it is powerful. Um, I think there's a few issues with the uneven, let's call them ligatures or serifs 
in the monogram. Some are thicker than others. I think the spacing when it gets to smaller sizes becomes a little bit illegible. I actually um, prefer the old monogram. Well, not the old one, the more the circular one. one. Yeah, I found that to be a lot more aesthetic, but me too. Um, for me whatever too. reason. I, I again I haven't really done too much research into to Carlton. I know that it's very loved by the fans, so probably making a few enemies by even mentioning it. But um yeah, I, I nearly same as you, I nearly uh, well I do prefer the more circular one. I still think there's some imperfections there with it. But um yeah, when I look at the current one and I look at the serifs or ligatures or whatever however you want to label those elements in the um, in the monogram, yeah, kind of grinds my gears a little bit. Uh, but the other one I have was the Dockers. I think they'd done a rebrand pretty recently. I don't think they need the lockup shield. I don't think they need the text underneath. Um, I reckon that that um, interwoven D with the um, anchor. anchor is quite powerful in itself. Um, and I would, yeah, like to see it more simplified. I actually Again. like the. Sh- I, I think it, I like the shield. I think the shield's a nice shape. It's <clears throat> it's the text underneath that I think has weird spacing, and uh, I don't like the font. Keep, keep. I mean, keep the shield. Put Fremantle where you've got your EST. Bang, you're Thanks, done. Man. Your yeah. logo's gonna pop out more. It's gonna be larger in smaller sizes. You're not forced to have that text underneath. It's not a bad font, but it's not a font that I oh, would necessarily oh. align myself with. This, oh, it has its place, I reckon. Um, it's better than the lions one. I'll put it that way. Um, so yeah, that rounds out my, my three as well. Brilliant, mate. Well done. So let me just go back to my, um, close some of these tabs now so I can find our run sheet, eh? So we'll shift on to the mailbag. Just just before we do, I, I was doing the same as you in closing out of tabs and, um, I had that Genesis ball PDF up. Yeah, and the page it was up had ownership rules. Okay, and the first own the first ownership rule of owning a Genesis ball is that ownership of a Genesis ball. Genesis ball, <laughs> no, just as bad. Ownership of a Genesis ball is a privilege. Oh, okay. Okay, so never fucking forget that, right? All right. We take your money and let you have this stupid fucking image, but it's a privilege. Got him. Got him. Keep going. Right. Sam's mailbag. Let's go. What are your thoughts on our reviews of AFL logos? Have we missed the mark or are there some there that um, grind your gears also? Please let us know. Um, if you like what you're hearing or have any suggestions, you can reach us via our email address at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message, comment, or tag us via Instagram at fieldofdesignpodcast. We got uh, we got a couple of questions here from Tim via Instagram, and Kit Tim asks us both uh, the timelines of um, Jersey. So I'll just pull up his question here. Make sure we get it right. Great questions, by the way. I think uh, meant to have answered these by now, but we're finally getting around to it. So he says, a couple of weeks ago, you spoke about the Titans Anzac jersey and that it had to be made fast because Souths were wearing a blue jersey. I was wondering how long does it take to get the batch of jerseys made once they have been approved or designed and approved um, for player issues? And on that same note, he also asked, 
Um, how much does it cost to make an NRL or Super Rugby player cut jersey? So essentially a player issue jersey compared to a, a retail or a replica. Yep. So I'll answer this the best that I, that I can without giving away state secrets. And um, uh, on the timeline one, for, for example, I guess it, it depends on firstly, you know, the supplier, but how strong the relationship that the supplier has with the factory. Um, yeah, I mean, the most famous the most famous example of this was, uh, do you remember when Richmond played Port Adelaide in the week one of finals and they didn't have a jersey, a guernsey that they could wear. So they famously, IC had to pump out the prison bars as quickly as they could and there was footage in this Fijian factory and, and this and that. Um, so that goes to show that where there's a will, there's a way. So, um, you know, if you've got a great relationship with your factory, um, probably paying a little bit more, you can pump these things out, um, you know, potentially in a week or a couple of weeks. Um, the other issue at the moment that has since happened is uh, what's happened with international freight and whatnot. Um, timelines mm. are really blown out there, costs are blown out, but, you know, standard timelines for these sort of things to get made, you know, you're potentially looking at, you know, two to, to four months. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen examples where we've pumped things out in a few weeks because they have to because there's no no alternative. But um, yeah, these things take a long time. So, and that's that's after the the, the question was after the approval. So, a lot of the time, um, you know, you're waiting on NRL NRL approval to get these things happening. So, basically, the answer is that they can be very quick. Most of the time, they're not quick. So, most of the time, you're waiting for potentially, you know, two to three months and then another six weeks on a boat to get them here. So you would, um, putting aside like rush orders or urgent orders, you're working around 12 months ahead, aren't you? You're usually designing, what? so we're in August now, you'd nearly be wrapping up for 2023 and orders would be starting to be placed for 2023 for player team squad issue stuff right oh yeah that stuff has been placed well and truly by now mm -hmm. so in the next month or two i will be needing to start the process for 2024 stuff mm -hmm. seems to be currently brought you know keep getting brought forward and forward with the the, the logistics and freight situation so uh, <clears throat> as it stands i'm sort of facing the prospect of having to design for 2024 yet not being able to see any of the feedback on what what went well in 2023 what was well received what didn't quite turn out how i envisioned it um you know you're going a little bit blind because you can't sort of see what else is happening in the market and what's happening in, in fashion and, and this and that so um yeah like i said a little bit daunting but these things just keep rolling on and on and on as I'm sure you, you can attest to as well. Yeah. My, my position is a little bit different to yours. I'm, I'm certainly not managing multiple high profile NRL teams. Uh, my timelines are a little bit different too, but um, overall you generally, you, you want to get, you want to get the conversation started a hell of a lot earlier than you, what you expect. I'll put it that way because um you know, great relationships or poor relationships with your 
with your clubs or your partners. Um, there's a lot of to and froing, sometimes on just minor things or even non-specific graphical things. Um, could be pattern related. Um, um, I'm dealing with a with a bit of a project at the moment. Nothing to do with any you know dodgy patterns or anything like that. But they're just logistical or high performance related things that you're you're trying to knock out. Um, and so ensuring that that then doesn't clash with what the designs are and ensuring that it's not just the players on the court or the field, right? It's also the entire team behind the team. So um, pleasing all of those different departments can take a lot of time, not to mention commercial, which we've... Typic- you know, typically one of the, the biggest things that usually is the holdup from these things getting ordered and, and whatnot is um, you know, how many sponsors that the, the clubs have for the, the, that year. Um, Yes. Thankfully, a lot of our clubs are in a good position, but I've certainly worked at places, uh, you know, classic sports with the Bulldogs when they had that Mad Monday saga and all their sponsors jumped off and um, all of a sudden you're back to square one. So um, we have things called critical path um, pathways where this is a date you need to hit so that it goes via sea freight so that you're making the most money. Um, if you miss this date, it's going to have to be air freighted in and you're you're losing X amount of percent. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yep. Fun, fun, fun. I've, I've definitely, the supporters and the fans of Jersey design hate sponsors, right? They absolutely hate them. And I can say as a designer, uh, for the most part, they're also a lot difficult to work with as well. Um, a lot of the time you're designing and you may not know, what the sponsor is that's going on the front until a long way through the approval process. And then or it you... changes and your design's completely gone to shit. Yeah. And we've all joked about, you know, how can you make a green box on the front of a jersey look good? But, it, you know, a lot, of the t- a lot of the time you don't know. You don't actually know. Um, and sometimes you exceed your deadlines and some of those partners still aren't signed off and approved. So then your designs are getting heat sealed later on the start of the season, halfway through the season with more sponsors. It, um, yeah, I've certainly had experiences where in the past I've had a sponsor on and then they're off and then they're on and then they're off. Um, and you've passed your deadline and, and now the risk is on to deliver in time by sea or by air or whatever it is. Um, so from a design point of view, yeah, the sponsors certainly help from a financial point of view. The fans can definitely have a gripe with them. And as a designer, it's not, it's not too different. Yep. So the second question that he asked was the cost of player issued jerseys compared to retail. Um, I mean, it's hard to put a number on and not to disappoint the, the correspondent, but, um, that also would change depending on who your supplier is, uh, you know, probably some of the hard to, hard to put this in a nice way, but the least premium, less premium suppliers, probably their on-field jerseys aren't too dissimilar to what they're rolling out in retail. Um, a little jab there to Castor. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Obviously with players' jerseys, you're looking at GPS pockets. Uh, you're looking at Silicon Gripper, which costly your premium performance fabrics um anything i'm forgetting they're the your main fit, ones really. your fit might be different right your fabrics might be different 
um, some of the detailing. You've talked about embroidery versus sublimation on on NRL jerseys. Um, with, with Manly, they've uh, their heart rate tunnels. Yep, you have which is another that. one. Um, some teams, which which fans will never see, but some teams will have like a special moniker on the inside of Guernseys uh, of jerseys and Guernseys just for the players. I think it's big in, in European sports, but I, I know at the Bulldogs we used to have something like Time for the Madness on the inside of all the players' jerseys. It's like a node for when the players puts it over their head and it's reminded that time to play. But yeah, um, in terms of a general number, I mean, player jerseys are expensive. If I said to Dynasty that I want one for my personal collection, um, it's it's not cheap. Potentially looking at a cost if I was to put a, a number on it, it'd be maybe two and a half to three times more expensive than what a replica one costs, I'd say. Wow. Um, that obviously would change depending on suppliers. But, yeah, and just to, just to touch on the cost of retail jerseys as well, I'm a fan. Like, I've got kids. I know that these things aren't cheap. Um, could not agree more. But there's more to it than just, you know, dynasty sport getting rich off selling rugby jerseys, um, you know, the club's taking a cut, the NRL's taking a cut. If you're selling into Rebel, their, their wholesale, you know, buy-in price is half of what they sell it for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've got to get it sent over. You know, there's so many different so many different elements to why these costs are expensive. So, um, yeah, I'd love to piece of pie. Yeah, they do. Yep. I mean, royalties alone is a, is a huge part of it. So, uh, as frustrating as frustrating as it is, um, be nice to see it change. I couldn't tell you whether that will ever be improved. Probably just get worse. I think until we get to a point where we're just selling NFTs and then there's no freight and anyone <laughs> can have one. All right. A good good indicator is, um, <clears throat> and I haven't looked this up to verify it, but. Maybe compare what some of the super rugby jerseys cost compared to the NRL ones. Mm-hmm. Um, with super rugby, you're not under a, a governing league like the NRL, so there's less royalties to pay. So that probably gives people a bit of an indication on those sort of costs. Um, I'll have to look that up to verify it. But, yeah, pretty sure the Brumbies were selling O'Neill jerseys for 99 bucks at one stage. And what's the standard O'Neill's um, Newcastle Knights jersey? I'd imagine it'd be 160 bucks. So if you read between the lines, um, probably gives a, a reasonable indication. All right. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for um, shooting through those messages. And as I said, if you'd like to ask us a question or have any suggestions for episodes, please let us know. Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com or via our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast was another thing that just popped into my mind. I don't know whether you guys do um, like double flat lock stitching and stuff like that versus um, standard hems and, and whatnot as well. I think they're more durably put together, right? Yeah. Things like that and, and reinforced collars and, and this and that. So, yeah, that's a great point. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you've liked what you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe. Feel free to share the podcast with any friends, any forums that you're on, other people who might be interested. 
Uh, You can also leave us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast app. Suggestion of stars, mate? I'm glad you asked because I've actually crunched the numbers on this. So we're obviously one man down, which is 66% of the the band, I guess you'd call it. 66% of five stars is 3.3. So that's how many I think we're deserving. An extra 10% because I reckon there's 10% more gusto without Nick. Okay. So that is Don't forget Rebel's royalty. 3.6. Rebel, we're not, not paying you any royalties. 3.6 <laughs> stars out of five, and we'll be happy with that. Excellent. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, good luck to Nick shooting fake bullets at people down wherever he is or up wherever he is or across wherever he is. I'm sure he'll be listening to the pod this week. Um, you did promise that you'd get those Instagram posts out too, mate. So get on it um thank you also to kit jumping on tonight having a chat with me and next week we're supposed to have a guest on let's just make sure we can tee that up um but i think everyone is really going to love who we've got on so stay tuned for the feed next week any joke to take us out i do mate Uh, off the top of my head and i am obviously a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of jokes so uh there was once a woman who got breast implants made of wood would be great if this joke had a punchline. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs>